Welcome again to another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Sig Daddy, and tonight was the biggest party of the Summer Summer Slam. Lots of matches to get to talk about that. Um, we're going to start off with the kickoff match between Drew Gulak and Oni Lorkin. Kind of a not-your-typical 205 uh, live-style match. A lot of mat-based technician-type stuff. So here's the closing stretch. Cyclone crash reversed. Uh, Oni Lorkin reverses that. Double clothesline, double down. Strikes from each guy. Gulak gains advantage over Lorkin. Gulak lock in on Lorkin, gets a very close near fall when he reverses it into a pin combination, and then slaps from Lorkin, running uppercuts, and then Lorkin tries to grab Gulak, and then Gulak grabs Ring Tarp, Gulak strikes him in the throat, and then gets a cyclone crash after the fist, after, well, gets the cyclone crash after that, and then it was a solid match, I thought, not a typical 205 style match, like 205 Live, it was it was a good match nonetheless. Not nothing very special about it, but uh, a little slow pacing wise, but a decent match nonetheless. I give that a B minus. And the second match of the night, it was Buddy Murphy and Apollo Cruz. Yeah, not a lot of build up to this match. Murphy and Cruz facing off on the kickoff show. Murphy hits the top rope, reverses it. Murphy jumps off the top rope, reverses into Samoan drop. This is a closing stretch. Standing moonsault gets a near fall from uh, Cruz. Cruz then tries to gorilla press, ends up on top rope. And then a super kick in the corner from Murphy. Ends up with a running power bomb. Gets That gets a near fall. Trading strikes between Murphy. And then Murphy's Law reversed into victory roll for two count for uh, Cruz. Standing moonsault misses. Murphy throws him into the stairs. Somersault plancha from Murphy follows. Big boot from Rowan then causes a DQ on the outside. They're playing off the Roman Reigns angle where Murphy kind of gave a false uh, accusation possibly. But not a lot of build. Angle really, it was about angle kick and that kicked in later on with Rowan. Then Murphy got come up in for, for saying Rowan's name when, uh, Roman Reigns pressured him. Roman with the beat down afterward, power bomb into the post, and then tells Murphy to keep his name out of his mouth. Murphy wins the match via DQ. I'm going to give it a C plus. And then on another thing on the kickoff show, Elias, this is Toronto. He has a little performance. This is the Blue Jays and the Maple Leafs, and he even brings up Kawhi Leonard. And then Edge comes out to huge pop, spear from Edge. That's it. That's it. And then it was the women's tag title match. Must have been added last minute because I hadn't heard about it until just when the show started. But uh, it was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defending their tag team championships against the Iconics. Uh, kind of weird dynamic since it's a heel versus heel match. A little funny tidbit. Bliss tripped Billy Kay and then did this blood Buzz Lightyear thing with the laser where Buzz Lightyear, Lightyear never really had lasers. But it was a little interesting tidbit there. But uh, here's the breakdown of the end. Cross, spin kick from uh, Royce is reversed by Bliss. Royce hits a version of Black Widow on uh, Bliss without the neck breaker. And then uh, forearmed Royce's face from a corner by Alexa Bliss. Kay tries to block Bliss off the top rope. But uh, Billy, not Billy Kay, but Nikki Cross pulls her down. 
Twisted Bliss gets three count, and then Cross and Bliss retain their tag titles. I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give that a C. It was an okay match. Nothing special. Some clunky action, but really WWE just has done nothing for me when it comes to the women's tag titles. It hasn't made me care about it at all. It doesn't seem like they've cared about them in the last few months because the Iconics really didn't do a whole lot with those tag titles. At least. I'm not, I was not a big fan of the Bailey-Sasha Banks pairing, but at least they defended their titles on TV, and they were on TV quite frequently. Frequently, Hopefully that changes with Cross and Bliss here as champs. And then moving on to the main show, we start off with Becky Lynch defending her Raw Women's Championship against Natalia in a submission match. Fuse pretty personal, but Natalie, Natty gets a good pop. Becky gets out, gets a good pop when she comes out. Some good back and forth action between both of them. Cool little spots. Sharpshooter from Natty between the middle and top rope. And then Becky on the top rope meets Nat. Well, Becky's on the top rope. Then Natty meets her up there, hits a superplex. Uh, eventually, eventually, Becky puts Natty in a sharpshooter. And then Natty eventually puts Becky in a disarmor. Becky rolls out, and then Natty gets in the sharpshooter. Becky drags herself outside of the ring. Natty gets Becky back in the middle of the ring. Becky reverses a sharpshooter attempt from Natalia, puts it in disarmor, and then Natty taps out. That's the end of the match. Becky retains her Raw Women's Championship. Really good opener. I thought it was good limb work, good work with the knee by Natalia. Like the use of the opponent's submissions on one another. Hot crowd really helped it out. Right person wanted to give it a B+. Plus. Then we followed that up with the Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler match. As Ziggler's kind of been antagonizing legends and then calling out Goldberg for being bad in his match at a Super Showdown with The Undertaker. But it was the standoff to start. Ziggler backs off, super kicks Lesnar, super kicks Goldberg, I mean. Barely gets a one count. Another super kick gets a one count. And Fat kicks out by kickouts by Goldberg. Then a spear from Goldberg. Great sell from Ziggler. Jackhammer. Game over. B minus. Solid for what it was. Good selling from Ziggler. But WWE has way too much talent on the roster right now to do something like this on a, one of their big shows. Using a match for a semi-retired Hall of Famer. I get Goldberg's an attraction, but. With their largest talent roster in history, really. Names without matches on this card. Just let me tell you. Andrade, Rey Mysterio, Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Roode, Drew McIntyre, Ali, and your Intercontinental Champion right now, Shinsuke Nakamura, are all without matches on this card tonight. That's, that's not right. That's just not right. And then afterwards, Goldberg destroys Ziggler again with another spear after Dolph eggs him into it. And then Dolph eggs him in one more time. Then Goldberg hits a third spear after hitting the ropes twice. Great sell from Ziggler on that. Just not a big fan of these part-timers being on the show. Build up some new stars, please. And then following that, it was the U.S. Championship match between AJ Styles and Ricochet. Lots of involvement here from Gallows and Anderson kind of preventing Ricochet from ever getting an advantage and really a chance to win. Never felt like Ricochet had a chance to win in this. But uh, there was a cool little spot. Uh, it was where a uh, cool little spot where Ricochet walked on Gallows and Anderson's shoulders to get a Hurricane run on AJ. I thought that was a neat little spot. 
He springboards also with one leg into clothesline. A lot of good knee work from AJ Styles on this match. And it was good selling by Ricochet, using his one leg to jump off the top rope, springboarding with the one-legged clothesline, closing stretch, Styles clash attempt. Again, Ricochet drives him into the corner, strikes from Ricochet in corner, and then eats a boot from AJ Styles. Ricochet then lands an Insiguri suplex attempt from Ricochet. AJ turns it into a calf crusher. Ricochet slams Styles to the mat and then locks in an Anaconda Vice. AJ gets out. Eventually, Ricochet Northern Lights suplexes AJ and then lifts him into a spinning suplex. Gets a very close near fall off that. Then Ricochet has to fight off Gallows and Anderson once again. AJ Styles then crotches Ricochet on the top rope, fights off Anderson once again, and then spinning corkscrew from Ricochet is reversed into a Styles Clash that ends it. I'm going to give that match a B. It was a solid match. Good story with the knee work, but the crowd just really wasn't into it all that, except for the finish. Too much involvement from the OC. I, I get that they're trying to establish them as a dominant force, but they never... It never the match they prevented the match from really ever getting into a second gear. Wish they would have just let Styles and Ricochet go at it one on one, no shenanigans at all. But they've never really had the match they were capable of. Ricochet, and I imagine he's gonna drift down the card a little bit. He's gonna be out of the title picture for a while, and he just needs to regain some momentum. Following that was the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Bayley and Ember Moon. Not really a great build to this pay-per-view match between these two. Moon just didn't seem like a credible threat. Nearly had no victories. It was kind of just given this title shot. Closing stretch involved an exchange leading to a super kick from Moon. Then Bayley rolling outside the ring. Then Moon goes for a suicide dive. Gets nailed by... Bailey and then Bailey goes to the second rope. Moon stops it and then hits a Hurricane Rana, then double knees to the face off an interesting move that I haven't ever seen. It got a long two count for Moon. Then a Bailey to Belly was countered, then a Bailey to the second rope, and then Bailey eats a power bomb off a failed Hurricane Rana attempt. And then a kick to the face from Moon up top. Goes she goes for the eclipse, and then a Bailey to Belly by Bailey. From the top rope ends it. Gonna give that a C plus. Decent physical mat back and forth match. Couple hiccups here and there with a top rope belly to belly and then an elbow drop earlier in the match. Crowd wasn't really all that into it. Crowd was kind of weird tonight. Was not really into a whole lot. I, just, I don't think this the lack of building these feuds. And I didn't really feel like Moon ever had a chance to win because they really haven't built her to be a credible challenger. Up next was the KO versus Shane McMahon match. KO loses. He has to quit. Didn't really like this match all that much, but uh, here's the fall. Here's the end of the match. Elias is, was named the special enforcer earlier on in the match. Elias distracts him multiple times during the match. And then KO, he attempted a pop-up powerbomb. Shane reversed it, hits a DDT for a two count. Then Shane tries to put in Sharpshooter. Uh, KO counters it, hits his pop-up power bomb, and then Elias distracts the refs. A lot of ref, a lot of Elias involvement in this match. Then a roll up from Shane answers with a clothesline from KO. 
Elias then slides in a chair. KO thinks about using it, doesn't use it. And then Shane hits Elias on the apron as the distraction was continuing to go on. KO hits a swanton and a frog splash. And then the ref gets grabbed at the absolute last second by Elias. And then KO takes out both refs with a cannonball off the apron. Then KO lays into Elias with the chair, throws him over the barricade. KO low blows Shane after giving the ref the chair. Stunner from KO ends it. C minus. KO, we did get to see Shane O'Mac get beat up quite a bit by the end of the match. Shane got the crap hit, hit out of him by the steel chair. But I just it just took way too long to get to the payoff. Shane shouldn't be dominating at this point. I know the shenanigans were expected, but it was just too much. Shane just shouldn't be getting in all this offense at this point of his career. But on the bright side, we got the right result, and hopefully this moves Shane away from the from TV for a bit and wrestling for the most part. For me, the payoff of Shane dominating the last year it was not much. That was just not a good payoff for me. Then after that, it was the Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus match. Generation versus Generation. Charlotte dominated the action for the most part. Uh, Charlotte went for a moonsault at one time. She missed. Trish launched back in and in the ring and then sent Charlotte face first. It was a pretty cool looking move. Trish tries to go for Stratosphere off. Fights. Then they fight on the top rope. Charlotte almost counters a Rana attempt into a powerbomb. It was a good little tease there and then Trish hits the Rana for the near fall. Pacing this match was a little slow at first, but it eventually picked up quite a bit. And then by the end, it was Charlotte getting hit with the Stratus faction by Trish Stratus. Got very close near fall. Then a big boot from Charlotte. And then both of them go head-to-head, trade chops from the knees. Jackknife cover from Stratus. And the chick kick for a long two-count. Big boot from Charlotte on another chick kick attempt from Trish Stratus, and then Charlotte Flair gets a figure eight and gets the tap. It's kind of neat also seeing Trish Stratus earlier Trish Stratus earlier in the match get a figure eight on Charlotte Flair. But uh, I'm going to give this match a B. It took a while to get going. Pace was pretty slow at the beginning, but, man, when it picked up in the last 10 minutes or so, the crowd really got into it, and the match had some really good action to finish it. Charlotte showed her resilience there to kick out of Trish's offense. And then it was a good match to really send Trish out on a high note. Right person won. Yeah, we'll get Charlotte back in the title picture to the dismay of some fans. But there's not really a lot of viable competitors for Bailey right now. So I'd give Charlotte a title shot probably if I were WWE at this point. Up next, it was the WWE Championship match between Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton. I thought this had a really potential to be the match of the night. But it just never got there. It just didn't really get there. I, It was good action back and forth for a while, but then uh, a lot of back work from Orton. He got the back suplex on the, the announce table multiple times on Kofi Kingston. And then uh, Kofi hits a guts to come back, chops, drop kicks, clotheslines, and then boom, drop. Eventually, Orton reverses RKO. Orton, rever- Orton gets his RKO reverses into a backslide by Kofi. Uh, Trouble in Paradise reversal. And then a second rope drop kick landed by Kofi. Then Kofi goes up and gets caught by Randy Orton. RKO after jumping off top. 
Orton can't get to him, but to pin him, Kofi rolls out of the ring before Orton can get cover. Then he looks at Kofi's kids, and then eventually we just it just kind of we never saw the ref counting out, and then the bell rang. We're like, wait a minute, what happened? It was actually a count out finish. Kofi just loses it, beats the crap out of Orton with a kendo stick, and the and then hits Trouble in Paradise. I think afterward to send him off. I I, I don't mind it. I didn't really like it. I didn't really like the finish of that match. Kofi retains, but by double count out, this feud continues. I really thought they would pay off this feud at this point. It's been really nine, ten years in the making, but it was a good match until the finish. It just the finish kind of took took it away for me. It just kind of dropped the grade for me. But it was a little slow at the start. But that's a typical Orton kind of match. He's kind of mechanical and uh, methodical with his match that's just the kind of matches Orton has is methodical and such but I'm not really a big fan of this angle again it's the same type of angle from last year SummerSlam where Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and AJ Styles targets AJ Styles kids and his wife or whatever just didn't work for me a rematch of this will probably happen at Clash of Champions but I it just this kind of upsets me that Kofi still hasn't had a defining title Rain match. He just hasn't had what those that one match where it's like, wow, this rain is solidified now. It just hasn't been it for me. Following that is Finn Balor versus the brand new Bray Wyatt, the Fiend version. Bray Wyatt came out carrying a lantern using his old version of himself as the head of the lantern. It was pretty creepy. Awesome creepy entrance from Bray Wyatt. Uh, Bray Wyatt dominates. Finn Balor gets a little bit offense, tries to tempt the coup de gras. Coup de gras gets reversed into a mandible claw. Mandible claw ends up in a pinfall victory for the newly introduced fiend Bray Wyatt. I'm going to give it an A. Dominant victory. Good introduction of the character. And it was a good way to send Balor off for a few months. So the crowd had a great response to Wyatt. And I haven't really experienced a character this creepy in a very long time. I love to see what kind of depths they go to with this character for WWE. Hopefully it's, it's a lot better than the previous version of Bray Wyatt. And then for the last match of the night, the main event, it was Brock Lesnar defending his Universal Championship against Seth Rollins. And the build-up to this feud was Seth just getting the absolute dog crap kicked out of him by Brock. His ribs are all taped up heading into this match. It was a pretty cool looking thing. Germans multiple times by Brock and goes for a stomp but gets caught in the F5. Then Brock grabs Rollins by the rib tape and swings him around the ring by it. It was a pretty cool looking thing. Germans multiple times by Brock. Another another F5 attempt was reversed by Seth Rollins. Rollins was going to get thrown into the post, but uh, he misses it. Rollins then... Goes top rope, hits a knee. Second one was reversed into a German suplex. Brock's then, Brock then takes both gloves off, suplexes Rollins across the ring, and then bear hug. And then Rollins gets to the rope. Then Rollins drove into the corner by Brock. Brock charges Seth again, and Brock runs right into the post. Brock kicked into German announce table. Suicide die from Rollins. Brock catches him on the third attempt of one, hit on the third attempt, and then throws him into the ring post. Super kick. 
from Rollins onto the Spanish announced from Rollins onto the Spanish announced table. Brock's laying on there. Then Rollins hits a big frog splash. Both men go back into the ring. Another frog splash, and then another stomp actually from Rollins. Lesnar kicks out at two and a half. Then Rollins goes for his third stomp of the match. And then Brock reverses it, catches him in the F5. But then Brock gets a reverse once again, a super kick to the gut, and then another stomp. Gets the three count. And Seth Rollins is your new universal champion. It was a, quite a shock. Crazy to think Rollins was getting all this offense. Rollins was getting dominated. He gets some offense in every once in a while, but it was, it was a shocking finish to me because I thought they were going to stick with Brock for a while again. I'm going to give it a B plus. Shocking finish. Selling by Rollins was really great. Some of the comments he's made previously have caused the fans kind of to go against him, but he was able to somehow get the fans back into this match because by the end of the match when he won the title, the fans were cheering him pretty pretty loudly in Toronto. He's really show he's really showed why he's WWE's ace right now in the ring with his selling and then coming up short on multiple comebacks. That was a pretty good little thing. He kept getting to getting to the point where he's like, "Oh, he's going to hit the stomp, he's going to win." And then Brock would hit something on him and then he it kept happening. It was kind of a recurring thing and then eventually Seth finally overcame and got the victory, but it was cool. He threw it all he had at him. And by the end of it, Seth Rollins is now your universal champion. He got the fans back by the end of this match. I thought I was really happy to see that, and I'm happy not to have a part-time champion. And hopefully this reign is better than the initial one. And then for this show, it was not. It was okay. It had some good spots. It didn't have anything absolutely terrible on it. I'm going to give it a B-minus. SummerSlam rating is going to be a B-minus. Solid show, nothing really bad. It was just nothing absolutely really great. It was just a solid show. Yeah, B minus grade for me on that. And uh, coming up later this week, I will have my opinion on why WWE is having problems with the ratings right now. I'll let you know about what. I see as the main problem on it and kind of go in-depth on that later on this week. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast on podbean.com. This is Sig Daddy thanking you all for listening, and so long.